What are the metabolic effects of catecholamines? What are their ocular effects? What are their gut effects? Let's explore these areas untouched so far and get to gather some valuable information to enrich our knowledge for the day. Welcome all to this Pharmacology Difficult Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, Pharmacology, and this is the Audio Hub. To get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas, to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. As far as the metabolic effects are concerned, let's talk about adipocytes. Beta-3 receptors, they are found here. The lipase enzyme is stimulated by the beta-3 activation. Free fatty acids, they are formed and overall the oxygen consumption is increased. It's a kind of a calorie genesis effect. On the other hand, another part of metabolic effects is to talk about the liver effects. In the liver, the beta-2 receptors, they are highly prevalent. Glycogenolysis and gluconeogenesis both are promoted. The former, that is glycogenolysis, is promoted via the phosphorylase enzyme, whereas the latter, that is the gluconeogenesis, is promoted also and both they lead to hyperglycemia. Accompanying this hyperglycemia effect, there's a briefly lasting hyperkalemia initially and that is followed by slightly prolonged hypokalemia. Then another aspect of the metabolic effects, if we study in details, then we have to talk about the pancreatic effects. In the pancreas, the prominent ones, they are the alpha receptors. The alpha 2 receptors which are found on the beta islet cells. Once they are stimulated, insulin secretion, it is slowed down. On the other hand, glucagon secretion that is increased. So, insulin goes down, glucagon it goes up. This is via the beta 2 effect. If we combine both the effects together, all in all, what do you expect? Nothing but hyperglycemia. Another important aspect as far as the metabolic effects is concerned is in the skeletal muscles. In the skeletal muscles, there is stimulation of presynaptic alpha receptors. It leads to the enhanced release of acetylcholine in the synapse. That is in the junction. The acetylcholine release, it is also enhanced via the influx of the calcium ions. And again, there is another effect of beta 2 action also, that is the perfusion in the skeletal muscles, it is improved due to the beta 2 action. Together, this presynaptic alpha receptor stimulation and the beta 2 action, they all prepare the skeletal muscles for the emergency situations, that is to face the fight and the flight situations effectively. What happens in the central nervous system? If there is a too much of stress, then anxiety, arousal, these are seen as the common sign and symptoms. What happens in the renal system? In the kidney, the beta-1 stimulation causes the release of renin. 
and that occurs from the juxtaglomerular apparatus. While the alpha 1 stimulation enhances the tone and the movement of the ureter. Then there are some miscellaneous multi-effects observed like the retardation in the histamine release from the mast cells, there is retardation in the activity of lymphocytes, there is retardation in the potassium levels that may lead sometimes to arrhythmias. Now, the secondly, after the metabolic effects, let's talk about the ocular effects. To revise, I have to again retell some of the concepts. The first one is the alpha receptors they are found on the radial pupillary dilator muscles of the iris. Second important revision point is the beta 2 receptors they are found in the ciliary muscles of the eyes. Now let's talk about the effects. There are drugs, symptomatic agents like phenylephrine and associated congenital drugs. They all stimulate the alpha 2 receptors that leads to midriasis and that too active midriasis. You know what causes passive midriasis? Again a revision point, atropine. Let's talk further. This active midriasis and it is associated with cycloplegia effect. Actually it's the perfect combination response to face the emergency states of fight and flight. Now. I'll give you a list of notable points regarding the ocular effects. First one, the outflow of the aqueous humor is increased. That is, it leads to decrease in the intraocular tension. Second important point, alpha-1 receptors, they are found in the eyelid's smooth muscles. So all in all, once they are stimulated, the smooth muscles and the eyelids, they are constructed. Third important point, Accommodation shows no major changes, there's no major effect on accommodation, that is a, a kind of a beta 2 response but that is not a major significant effect here. Fourth important point, again the lacrimal glands, they are having no sympathetic innovation so there are no tears also. Fifth point, if you apply noradrenaline topically on the eye, then what will happen? Will there be midriasis? No, because the topical application is not crossing the conjunctival membrane. It's not showing its effect. Now what? Grab your teacups. Now why I say teacups? Because let's try to cut down on coffee. So grab your teacups and let's have some talk about the gut effects. That is the GIT. The intestine and the stomach smooth muscles, they have alpha receptors presynaptically. Once they are stimulated, then the acetylcholine release is halted. On the other hand, beta 2 receptors, they are directly found on the smooth muscles. And once they are stimulated, then relaxation occurs. Alpha 1 receptor stimulation on the sphincter, it constricts them. That is the sphincters, they are constricted. And alpha 1 receptors on the gut, they have a kind of an inhibitory effect. So that occurs due to the enhanced potassium permeability. And there is no involvement of second messengers like IP3 and diacylglycerol. All in all, what is going on? To sum up or to summarize, we can say the tone and the motility of the stomach, it's actually decreased and the stomach is prepared to face the fight and the flight response or the emergency states. Now, 
to end the episode, lastly, one liner regarding the splenic capsule. The observed effect on the splenic capsule of the sympathetic catecholamines is actually the contraction of the, of the splenic capsule. And that occurs due to the alpha stimulation. And what are the consequences? There is more pushing of the RBCs in the perfusion. This one liner about the splenic capsule, it marks the last liner of today's episode. A tale as old as time. Innumerable plans rush in sight. Nothing calls me, nothing holds me. I'm the problem, it's me. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, do visit www.spharmacologydifficult.com. Where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates, and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name as Pharmacology Difficult. If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.